The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. One sentence summary. The Success Principles condenses 64 lessons Jack Canfield learned on his journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur, author, coach, and speaker into six sections, which will help you transform your mindset and take responsibility and control of your own life, so you can get from where you are to where you want to be. My favorite quote from the author is, What others think about you is none of your business. Jack Canfield Jack Canfield is mostly known for co-authoring dozens of books throughout the 90s for a series called Chicken Soup for the Soul. The books are a compilation of personal, inspirational stories from the author's clients, friends and customers, which are meant to show that no matter who you are, you can make big things happen. The Success Principles is the result of Jack looking back on 40 years of motivating people, drawing lessons from his own life and thus creating a legacy that people will be able to learn from long after he's gone. <clears throat> There are three things that struck me the most. 1. Stop complaining. 2. Have a completion weekend to clear your slate of all unfinished business. 3. You can die from negative thoughts, so think positively. Ready to take the first step towards claiming the life that you deserve? I say let's do it. The Success Principles Lesson 1. Stop complaining. This answers the question, when is complaining useful? Remember yesterday's example with your dollars being passengers on a bus? Oh, that's a good story. You're gonna love that one. The book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. So if you want to hear that story, check out the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind summary. This lesson is exactly what that's about. You are the director of your own life. There's no way of denying that. But that's exactly what complaints are. Every time you blame the government, your boss or the economy because you're not where you want to be, there's really only one person at fault. For example, if you think you're not being paid enough because you can never save enough money to go on vacation, ask yourself how you spent the last $500 you got as a gift, raise or end of year bonus. Did you get a new TV? What if you had instead invested it into an index fund? It just might have been the investment you needed to make to pay for that cruise three years later. What are you doing or not doing to end up in the situations you're in? Every time you want to complain, ask yourself this question instead and you'll slowly start to take control and responsibility for your own choices. The Success Principles Lesson 2 Make decisions about all unfinished projects in one weekend. This answers the question, how should I deal with tasks that have piled up and that I never get around to doing? <coughs> I'm so guilty of this. How many unfinished projects do you have? Think about work, your hobbies and side projects and friends you've been meaning to catch up with for ages. Since Christmas, I have a reminder in my phone to call on old friends. Four months. There's an entire Trello board of potential would-be projects that I haven't got around to. I bet your life is no different. Jack has a brilliant suggestion to solve this problem. He calls it a completion weekend. Go through all of your lists, ideas, projects, relationships and to-dos and take one of the following four actions for each one of them. Action number one, do it. Action number two, delegate it. Action number three, delay it. Action four, dump it. <clears throat> Just making a decision for every single thing you've got on your list will massively lighten the mental load on your brain and free plenty of precious thinking space. Whether you decide to delay it until June, hand it off to someone else, or scrap the project altogether, as long as you're consciously choosing, you will feel a lot better. Two finished projects are better than 15 ones where you've done half and then stopped. 
so get on this and enjoy the relief that comes with it, which will allow you to focus on what really matters. The Success Principles Lesson 3 Think positively, because your thoughts can mean life or death. This answers the question, is optimism better than pessimism? Here's how much what you think of yourself actually matters. Nick Sitzman was a railroad construction worker. One day, all of his colleagues left work early, but Nick was accidentally locked inside a refrigerated freight wagon. Of course, all screaming and making noises was useless. No one could hear him. The thought that he might freeze to death would not leave his mind. Hopeless and scared, he started edging his last words into the wagon floor with a knife, leaving a parting message for the world. Sure enough, when his co-workers came back the next day and opened the wagon, they found Nick dead. The autopsy showed that he had indeed died from hypothermia. But the wagon wasn't even cooling. The cooling system wasn't turned on. Temperature inside the wagon never dropped below 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 13 degrees Celsius. Just by freaking out and thinking he was certainly going to die, he did. As scary as this story may sound, there's an upside to it. The same holds true in the opposite direction. If you unconditionally love yourself, see your misconceived notions about yourself, like thinking you're fat or lazy, for what they really are, fears, you can then move past them and let positive thinking propel you towards your dreams. So beware your thoughts, they matter more than you might think. My personal takeaways from the success principles for 2017. Three lessons from this book. Three things I want to suggest. I have one example. I have one tweak I would like to suggest. And I have one question. First, the example. The example is for lesson three. You can die from negative thoughts, so think positively. I think it's incredible how much positive thinking changes how you work and what you can do. So in at the end of 2016, after I moved to Munich and in the beginning of 2017, I found myself available to work, work much, much longer and much, much harder than ever before because I'm starting to see the mission of my life. I'm starting to see the value. I'm starting to get the right feedback. I'm getting somewhere financially too. So all of these things come together. And of course, that improves my optimism, my positive thinking. So it's very easy for me to sometimes go to bed at 12 at night and wake up at 6 a.m. just because I know I'm pumped. I want to get going. And What I do in those short nights is I do the same thing Hal Elrod mentioned in The Miracle Morning, which is if he told himself that he would feel well rested the next morning, wake up refreshed and get a good night's sleep, even if he just slept, uh, I think it was the lower barrier was four hours for him, he would wake up and actually feel good and have a good day. So I think positive thinking is immensely powerful. I've seen it myself and I highly encourage you to try that. Doing it when you get when you know you're not going to get enough sleep is a very good way to try it first because that's a great use case, I think. The second thing I have is a tweak. Uh, the completion weekend where you clear all of your unfinished business, that sounds nice and all. And I do think that it will work if you actually do it and take the whole weekend and do it, dele delegate it, delay it or dump it. However, these things will keep piling up even after you have this weekend. So what I recommend you tweak this approach to is to doing it once a week. And this is an idea from getting things done called the collection bucket, where once a week on Friday, you go into a folder where you collect everything that piles up, all tasks you don't get around to during the week, and then you empty them out and you do it, delegate it, delay it or dump it. 
So make this a weekly practice and it'll become much more powerful. And lastly, I have a question for you. And the question is about stopping to complain. Because I 100% agree with it. I think complaining has a return of investment of return on investment of zero it has zero value to me i never do it i always tell my friends don't do it and sometimes they try to argue against it and say yeah but it has a use blah blah, blah and i can't see the use so please the one thing i would ask you to is if you have an example if you can come up with any example where complaining is really really useful then please email me nick at nicholasgirke.com i would love to hear your opinions um can you think of an example where complaining is helpful uh, and if not, do you agree with this approach or have you ever tried to stop complaining for a day? Because that's one of the most powerful changes you can make in your life to stop complaining.